right. Well, we're going to get the ball rolling. It's December. It's the final podcast of the year. It's Matt Gamecast episode 32. I am John Carr as always. I'm here with all the gang. It's Casper. It's Ted. It's Lily in her car because she's the best. How are you doing, everyone? <laughs> doing good. Doing um, good. bit stressed from exam season, but otherwise, uh, yeah, nice times. You're good here doing as good as i can be it's been incredibly busy but i'm trying to make time here yeah much appreciated really happy we can get well, almost all the gang together sam's been uh mia for quite a while since like the summer um not actually sure what he's up to but i'm sure he's doing fine um well, he got that new position at work or something but, he did yeah. he did uh i am on the wrong thing yeah so this is sort of a general show um just a quick upfront, uh, I guess, FYI. Uh, after this show, we're going to be uh, on hiatus a little bit till around February of next year. Uh, I'm gone a while. Casper's busy a while. So basically, uh, we'll resume shows in February 2023. Um, last time I said that at the end, I wanted to say it at the front. So we've got that done. Um, how's everyone been doing? Hopefully, other than being really busy with things, have you had any time for gaming, <laughs> Lily, at all? Or are you just a workaholic? You know, I, I've been trying to make time wherever I can, but there there are a lot of new games I wanted to get into, but I've been exercising self-control and telling <laughs> myself, you know, I shouldn't get all these games and, and get started when I don't have a lot of time. But, you know, with, with Warhammer Darktide, I failed, so I, I, I have that now. <laughs> and then mostly I've just been playing um, DCS and Arma here and there. Nice. I got into Dark Tide pretty big time, so I understand uh, the addiction. I've been having fun as a zealot, mostly. Yes, zealot is is just objectively the best class. And if you're if you're having a differing op- opinion, then you're a heretic, and the zealot is gonna kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I chose the. Um, I mean, the zealot's obviously like fanatical already, but. Um, what did I choose? I think it's like misplaced faith background, which then influences your voice lines. So my zealot, mm-hmm. which I made female because the zealot and vermintide's male, so wanted to mix it up. Um, and she shouts things like, um, uh, what is it? Uh, skulls for the golden throne and like blood for the emperor and stuff. It's pretty funny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> which, if you know your 40k lore, is very entertaining because it's normally a like chaos uh, corn thing. People shout skulls with the skull flown and blood for the blood god. Yeah. But yeah, so it's really it's it's great. It's a good game. It's, it's a little unfinished, but it's a lot of fun. So And if you're a forty K nerd or whatever, a geek, it's uh, it's a good time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Some uh some guys at uh, my local game store who play a lot of forty K like tabletop stuff and all that, uh, they got into it and are really happy with it also. You know, it's been it's been fun. So that's what I've had to do. Uh, Casper, how about you? Any gaming stuff lately? Um, yeah. So after I finished my Mass Effect Crusade of replaying the entire Legendary Edition and then playing through Andromeda, um, <laughs> I uh, I started playing Gothic Two again, which is this old RPG that came out back in two thousand one that I, I had fond memories of. So. Yeah, I started replaying that. I thought it was just going to be like, yeah, I'll just play through the first hour and go like, ah, nostalgia. And now I'm like 15 hours in again. Um, so that happened. <laughs> and I got stuck with uh, I, I really didn't think I would get this into it again because it is 
really a game of its time. It's got really janky controls that were meant to like work with MS DOS for people who didn't have Windows and shit. And like, <laughs> you can play it without a mouse, and it's yeah, it's janky as hell. But it's once you just like look past the age thing of it and like the things that have an age, well, it is really still excellent design, I think. Um, well, I say that it's excellent design if you play it, quote unquote, the right way, hmm. by which I'm not trying to do like an elitist, the right way and the wrong way type of thing. I mean, the game really does have a right way because you can <laughs> not even like in a, in a difficult to do way, you can easily soft lock yourself and just like, well, I'm not high le- enough level to do literally anything anymore. Um, right. Because no enemies respawn. And once you go to the next chapter, the like world resets into the state of the next chapter. So if you just do main quest and you get too far ahead and switch to the next chapter, there's not enough enemies to level, like weak enemies to level you up to the state you need to be in to tackle anything in the world. Oh. Not ideal. But if right. you play it the right way, it's good. Anyway, that's just one thing I've been doing. Then I got busy with the same season. Uh, but in addition to just doing my exam work, um, I have this like idle game called Bitburner that's just been running in the background this whole time. And every now and then I go and do a little bit in it. And it's actually really cool because it's like based around the idea of hacking. Um, obviously, you're not really hacking, but you are more authentically hacking than any other hacking style game I've seen in that you are actually writing JavaScript code that interacts with the game world and running your own little scripts on the game servers and stuff. It's kind of cool. You said BitBurner, right? Yeah. Oh, I inst- I have it installed right now, but I haven't opened it yet. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm like, oh, it's, hey. Uh, it's really cool. Isn't it based around like some JavaScript thing? Or it's supposed yeah, to like yeah, help you, you, you write JavaScript or something, code. right? Right. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. cool. So, well, it, it's kind of got two modes. You can either uh, write NetScript, which is, I think it's their own scripting language, um, which is supposed to be simpler and based around like more of the style of JavaScript in 2006 and simplified in a lot of ways. Uh, but you can play it with modern uh, JavaScript as well and just, yeah. Oh, very interesting. And what's actually really cool is, um, so the game knows that you can exploit the game and it's made that a part of the game. So um, <laughs> if you go into like, if you, um, so one thing I, I'm, I'm trying to like think of the different exploits I've done. Um, so one thing you can do with JavaScript is you can change uh, the prototype of the number class, which effectively just means like you change how anything in the runtime deals with numbers. Um so if you change the way exponential works work for all numbers, the game will just give you a little achievement and go a nice try and like <laughs> give you an actual in-game reward for trying to hack the runtime of the rest of the game as well. That's, That's really fun. That's clever. Nice. How about you, Ted? Any uh, fun stuff lately? Oh, I've been <clears throat> yeah, I've been uh, c- continuing to plug away at uh, No Man's Sky and uh, New World. Um, both of those games really impressed me in that, you know, they both released, well, actually, No Man's Sky keeps releasing more stuff. 
uh, they just had another update just recently, and when I right after I bought it, they had you know a big one. It seems like even though it's an older game, they just keep improving it, and making adding more stuff to it. So which is really a lot of fun. One of the things I found with No Man's Sky is uh, I have a, a my my brother actually is playing it as well at the same time, and we're playing two different games. It's what's amazing about that is you know his his approach to doing everything is completely different than mine. We're both playing the same game. And, you know, that's one of the nice things about uh, an open world type of a game like that. It's, it's just, however you approach it is the way it responds to you, you know, and he's moved in one direction and I've moved in another one. We're both play, you know, doing, having a lot of fun basically. So I'm doing a lot of, actually I finally, I acquired a town, so I got to take care of that and build it up and things like that. But still a lot of exploring. It's, it's really well done. I think when it comes to the Mac, it's going to be really nice. Um, I know the, the graphics aren't, the, the highest, you know, like photorealistic things, but the game itself is a lot of fun. And I think you can spend literally hours. I know I have just doing stuff and there's just so many things to look at and find and stuff. But uh, the same thing with uh, New World, though, they they released uh, a major update, which included new zone to the game. So it's, you know, based for... Uh, the uh, well, level sixty is the highest level in there, so it was a level sixty area, and it's quite a challenge. <laughs> the new area. I'm, I've been playing with a friend, and you know we're we're doing the quests and stuff in that higher zone, and it can get pretty intense. But uh, it's it's really well done. It's you know kind of a lot of fun, and they've been doing the holidays, which is always something about a MMO that I really always liked. You know, right now they're doing the winter holiday and, you know, the big, big bad guy. They got to go capture uh, the world boss is uh, a Yeti. So, nice. <laughs> you know, just recently it was a turkey. <laughs> That's nice. So we were all chasing around this monster turkey that had laser eyes and stuff like that. But anyhow, it's, <laughs> it's a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> I was playing with. I, I started a second character because I got. Uh, I want to. I have another friend that wanted to play it, so I didn't want to. We couldn't get on the same server because of crowding on the server that I was on. So I started a low-level character and kind of, you know, leveled it up with with him. And um, you know, one day I was running through a field, going to do something, looking for something or whatever. And you know, I look up and there's the turkey, and he sees me, and it's like. You know, I'm like a level, you know, 30, and the turkey's designed for level 60s, and all of a sudden, laser beams start shooting out of his eyes. <laughs> well, I, you know, needless to say, I did the uh, old Sir Robin thing and ran away. <laughs> <laughs> ran away, ran away. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, those two games are a lot of fun. I Actually, I spent too much time on them. So, uh, you know, I haven't gotten into anything else, really. Um you know, I've been kind of following the information on the uh, Hogwarts Legacy, which is coming out next year. Um, but um, you know, I haven't. I've seen some gameplay videos. That's about it. You know, it looks like it might be interesting, but still, you know, trying to learn about it and see what's going on. So that's what's going on with me. Nice, solid. Uh, yeah. What about yourself, John? Yeah. What about uh, well, you, yeah. Uh, well, it's funny because a lot of the, you know, we've had a bit of a weird year in 
Mac gaming and my for my like own personal, I guess you would call it gaming life, an odd year. Um, I lost interest in a lot of computer gaming for the literally the first time in my life. I'm 36. I've been gaming since I was five, I believe. So 31 <laughs> years, and it's I suddenly was like, I just don't really care about computer games randomly and weirdly. Um, and then a little show called uh, Edge Runners came along, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, and I was like, Oh my god, I gotta play Cyberpunk, but I don't want to play Cyberpunk on my iMac, even though it can run it, but not very well. And I don't want to play it on GeForce Now, because then I can't mod it. Clearly, the only solution is to buy a $3,000 PC to play the game, um, and then I can mod everything I want. And then, oh no, I have this expensive computer, and there's new games coming out. Whatever <laughs> will I do? Oh no, like buy them, like Dark Tide. Um, that being said, I haven't done anything else. Um, I'm probably going to go back and revisit The Witcher 3, because they just released their next-gen update. Um, with like ray tracing and new DLC and missions and odds and ends. Um, uh, I haven't been doing too much Mac gaming other than Tabletop Simulator. Funny enough, playing some random bits of card games or like board gamey stuff. Uh, BitBurner I did install recently just this week. Uh, I wanted to check that out. Casper already mentioned it. Um, but the year in itself, there's nothing like super standout because I did take a several month break pretty much where I wasn't doing anything on the computer. Uh, just It just fell off. Um you know, Resident Evil came out, Village, it's doing very well on the Mac. We've discussed that on show, I think, 30, and or 31, maybe, 30, 31. Um, you know, the, uh, even though it's only on the App Store, there's big reviews, but it's not It's not a game I'm into. No Man's Sky I might check out, but it's not out yet. Um, I heard some rumors, I mean, it's almost the end of the year. Uh, some guy made a comment, uh, the guy forgot to work on the port, so it's not coming out till next year. I don't know if that guy knows anything or he's just saying <laughs> what might be the obvious. I mean, unless he's going to release it, you know, uh, you know, Christmas Day or New Year's Eve or something, right? Like, it's this year. Um, what else are we missing? Uh, Feral's Grid Legends or whatever also is MIA. Uh, those two I'd probably peek, uh, at least try demos of or maybe test buy, so to speak. Buy, maybe return if I don't dig them. Uh, RE Village, I did try the PC demo. There wasn't a Mac demo. Anyway, uh, it's just not my thing. I like watching the games being played, like on Twitch, or if a friend, I used to sit and watch a friend play them when I was younger, the old console versions. Um, but I don't really enjoy playing Resident Evil myself. Um, yeah. yeah, so pretty minimal. More board gaming, honestly. my You can't see it. Um, this is out of view, but my room is literally covered in board games. Like the other mm-hmm. half, <laughs> my desk, the table, that shelf, the shelf over here, and a bunch of my floors, literally all like board game stuff and card games. And so that's what I'm mostly into right now. Um, I just came over to a friend's house. We played a couple card games. Um, yeah, it's I'm mostly enjoying that. Um, the Mac gaming front, yeah, nothing's really catching my eye, but I am sort of moving into the main topic, and we can pull in Lily on this. Although, like, uh, I've joined the PC Heretic Squad, hence my name on Discord. Um, yes. <laughs> Yes. I want to officially welcome you to the PC Heretic Squad. You're a couple <laughs> years late, but I think Thank you'll you. find it's uh, <laughs> nice and sunny over here. The grass is, in fact, greener because we have, you know, better resolution and better graphics. And, you know, it's just nice. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard it's hard to dispute on my shiny new machine. Um, you know, the Mac ports that are coming out are really good. Like the RE Village port is pretty much equivalent to the pc runs really well on the hardware so done right mac gaming is super cool um we're just in a lull hopefully more happens next year i would like to be fired up like i would 
I wish a game would come along that would be like, hell yeah, I'm all about this. And I can play it and talk about it and share it or whatever. Um, just nothing's... There are games, plenty of games out. You know, there's a new random indie game on Steam every day, pretty much, you know, released for the Mac. Um, I did almost check one out. It was a Warhammer game, actually, where you play a bunch of orcs, like a side-scrolling orc shooter. I think it's called Warhammer Blood and Teeth, with an F. Not teeth, but teeth. T-E-E-F. <laughs> I tried the demo. I had a Mac demo, I think. Um, uh, as much as I like orcs in 40k, uh, weirdly, I didn't really like the game that much. It kind of just felt a little off to me for somehow, even though I used to play a lot of, like, side-scrolling shootery games. Um <laughs> Or those sorts of games like your Katana Zeros and I can't remember other ones um, I used to really enjoy. Uh, so I have my eye on it. I keep peeking at Steam and Epic and whatever other places. Um, but nothing, all, all the little stuff releasing isn't really catching my eye. Not the kind of games I play. Mm-hmm. Plenty of people are playing them on the App Store, on Steam or Epic or whatever. But uh, a game Casper mentioned. Okay, I'll, I'll save that. Um that's kind of what I'm hoping for next year. Just more releases. Hopefully, um, No Man's Sky and Feral's game do just as well as Zari Village. And, like, a ton of people buy it and give it high reviews. And then it incentivizes some more ports, hopefully. And I hope some of those ports are games I really want to play. Um, I mean, I believe Baldur's Gate 3 is supposed to release next year. Unofficially, at least. And that is that already has a Mac version, early access Mac version. Yeah, so, Runs, something yeah. like that. But hasn't it been in early access for a super long time already? Like a year, or I think, I already. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it may not. But, you know, that one's uh, high up on my radar. Uh, for one, like, I don't want to play that game in early access. I burned myself out mm-hmm. on Divinity Original Sin games, playing them too much in beta. In fact, I played Divinity Original <laughs> Sin more in beta than the actual release, and that was all Act 1, so it was, like, ridiculous. Um, but I do like Larian. They produce quality stuff. Their Mac ports are really good. They're stable, run really well, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, otherwise, just hopefully more stuff, basically. That's kind of my current-slash-future hopes and dreams. And An interesting thing I just want to touch on. You, you said, like, you might want to do, like, a trial buy, buy it and return it if it's not do we know, like, does the App Store actually have a return policy if some of these are going to be App Store exclusives? That's an excellent point or query. Uh, they have some kind of return policy. Um, I think it's unofficial. I remember long ago I bought Max Payne 3. I'm pretty sure it's the first person in the world to buy the Mac version, which makes me happy because I <laughs> stayed, it released at midnight and I lit, I stayed up and like spam clicked the buy button on the App Store to buy it. Um <laughs> And bought it immediately. Uh, but it kept, it was a really buggy version. I later bought the Steam yep. version that came out on Mac. Uh, on The Mac version that came out on Steam. It seemed more stable. Um, that version deleted my saves. I got halfway through the game and it deleted my save file. And then I had to restart. Wow. And I was like, ah, oh, and then it wouldn't launch. And this was all within like the first week. Um, and I emailed their support and I was like, hey, this game's crashing and I can't even run it anymore. And I didn't. I said, can you give me some support? And without saying anything, they just went, here's a full refund, bye. And I'm like, wait, what? But they didn't remove the game from my account, so I still had the game. They just refunded me. And I was like, okay. But then I used that money to go and buy it on Steam later, which was like a more stable version. So they have some kind of return policy, but I don't know if it's what it is. Like, so many hours, so many days. Uh, It's probably within a week or two, I suspect. But Mm. I'm just relating an old story. I mean, that was like 10 years ago. So who knows what their policy is now. The return uh, policy is they just throw money back at you. Apparently. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
We'll see. I mean, you know, if I got off my bum and, like, did some journalism stuff, I could probably get review. I mean, Feral, I can get review copies because I'm still in their back journalistic backend um, login, you know, whatever thingy. I can go peek at that. Um, but No Man's Sky, I have no relationship with that developer, nor have I ever spoken to them or anything way back in the day. So probably not, um, you know. Uh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Um, but Lily, what are you looking forward to next year? Or is it just like more time to play games you already have? I'm going to be honest. I've fallen really, really behind on all the games that are coming out. So yeah, mostly just more time would be nice. Um, I guess there's the new cyberpunk expansion to look forward to. Um, Phantom Liberty. Yeah. Cause, um, I was never a cyberpunk hater. Um, definitely Edge Runners made me want to play it again, but like I played the whole game and I completed every side mission, like every gig, like everything, like within a month of when the game came out. Like, I, I guess I just got lucky because I never really had any major bugs. Right. Um, so yeah, I could play it just fine and I, I really enjoyed it. And then I played it again after Edge Runners came out. So I'm looking forward to that expansion. Um, Dune Awakening. I I don't know if that comes out next year. Um, but, you know, I, I love sci-fi. I love Dune. So an MMO that is Dune-based, that seems like it could it could be really fun. I'm not I'm not going to hop right onto the bandwagon and say, like, yes, this is absolutely another um, MMO that I'm, I'm just going to get addicted to, like, like I did with WoW and Final Fantasy. <laughs> but, but I'm tentatively excited for it. Nice. And then I think there was a new, um, a new Star Wars game coming out, right? Um, the, the next Jedi one the, or whatever. Yeah, this, uh, um, it's called Star Wars Star Jedi Wars Survivor. Survivor. Yeah, that's the one. That's yeah, in... and that's coming out in I think March of next year. Yep. So that, that's another thing I'm kind of looking forward to. So mostly, you know, two single player games and a, and a multiplayer game. Because yeah, nice. Yeah, I got big into Doom my... this year. So I mean, hell, I don't even like MMOs, but a Doom MMO makes you want to peek it. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks really interesting. I'm, I'm I'm definitely curious to see how they're gonna do the setup and the player like integration into all of it. Yeah, that's always the big MMO question. What a uh, what compelling or maybe unique thing are they putting out there to hook you? Make you spend your time, yeah. time and or money. <laughs> um, well, the good thing with Dune is that the setting is so, you know, unique that they might they might have a hook right there. You know, like yeah, like the, it's, uh, it's the, yeah. The movies has also done really well and put out a lot of like broader popularity for maybe people who weren't book readers before, and then they saw oh, the yeah. movie. Like I know a lot of people in my family and friends who aren't like. You know, of course, they maybe they read as a kid, but not really as adults. So they, you know, they might have heard of Doom, but they don't really know what it is. And they saw the movie and went, whoa, this is really cool. Like, I can't wait for the next movie to come out. Like, I want, I'm want, i going to go buy and read the book now and like all this stuff. So um, I think that's done a lot for like sort of update the awareness, kind of like an Edge Runners thing, though that's like more recent in terms of Cyberpunk released show came out two years later. 
you know, the book was written, oh my God, like what? In the 60s or 90s? I don't even know when it was written. A long, long time ago. It was a while back, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think it was the 80s. 80s, yeah. But then, yeah, the movies have really refreshed sort of the awareness and interest in Dune, like to broader populace, basically. Um, so I suspect that would also help the MMO. People are maybe like, ah, who cares about Dune? Checked out the movie, like, oh, this universe is hella cool. And, hey, oh, here's the game. I'll, I'll wish list that, you know, and check it out later. Um, yeah, we'll probably, it definitely has a lot going for it just based on the IP. Yeah. 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 Uh, Cyberpunk 2030, uh, 2013 came out in 1988. Or did, did you talk about Dune? Dune. Dune. Yeah, Dune yeah. came out in oh, 1985, sorry. I believe. Okay, yeah, okay, sorry. I thought you were talking about the original... Uh, Cyberpunk, yeah, sorry, Cyberpunk. my bad. I'm... But, you know, yeah, but both of them are, like, you know, kind of classics that are just seeing this this new renaissance, almost, of, like, fans and and content creators coming in and, and making stuff for it, which I think is it's really neat, you know? Like, even, even classics can be revived. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good time to be a fan of both of those uh, IPs. <laughs> A lot of lot of stuff coming mm-hmm. out. There's a, uh, f- I think I mentioned this with Casper last episode, but there's a full length Cyberpunk 2077 book coming out from some sort mm-hmm. of like acclaimed author. Well, acclaimed at least. They all seem to be, say they're acclaimed, but um, <laughs> someone who has experience writing in any case, not like a first timer. Um, yeah. That's not out to like late next year though, but I'm looking forward to that. Uh, good stuff. Uh, Casper, how about you? What are you looking forward to? Uh, also more time honestly i feel like i have a lot of things i want to get through um i want to well i want to play more of the gothic game i mentioned i want to finish that right um i i'm doing firewatch as well with my girlfriend um so yeah time to to play through that with her uh neither of us have, have played that before but it is an older ish indie game has a mac version um runs decently then Another thing I'm also doing is I'm, I'm playing Pokemon Violet on um, on my Mac using Ryujinx, which is a Switch emulator. Uh, so more time to play through Pokemon as well. <laughs> and then I've bought uh, Mortal Kombat Battle that I also want to play. And I want to finish God of War because I'm like almost at the end, but I never bothered finishing it because other things got in the way when Elden Ring got released. And then I just sort of drifted on to other things. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, Elden Ring did win Game of the Year award, I believe, just the other day, so good for them. I think God of War won a ton of other awards, though, like for certain categories of whatever, like storytelling and adaptations or combat or whatever. They won in a bunch of other categories. Elden Ring did win Game of the Year, though. Yeah, I mean, God of War really is a good series all in all. I think um, even like the, the first game, I also still think holds up excellently today. Um, the whole series has evolved with the time, is put in a way that both stays true to what it was originally, while keeping up with modern. I don't want to say trends, um, but let's say evolutions in design patterns, um, without taking on a lot of the less good stuff like microtransactions. <laughs> mm. Right. Nice. Uh, how about you, Ted? Anything on your radar? Just sort of hopes next year in general for game, Mac gaming, gaming, your gaming, kind of whatever, all that stuff. Well, there's a couple things I have on my radar. Well, first of all, as I, I think I mentioned earlier on when I was talking about my stuff, is the the Hogwarts Legacy game that looks like it's coming up. I think it's maybe April next year. 
So I'm hoping they actually get it done and released and everything. <laughs> you know, it's one thing to, you know, see a demo or, you know, watch some stuff, but it's different to say, oh, yeah, the product's available and it doesn't crash every time you play it. So I'm hoping for that, you know. Um, the other thing, you know, if I had anything I could have in the world, you know, from from Apple, you know, or whatever would be to finally get, you know, get the, uh, you know, we've talked about this in the past, but the ability to do boot camp on the new chips, you know, that would mm -hmm. that would be something that would make life a lot easier. So I don't have to become a PC heretic and join the party <laughs> here. <laughs> I mean, you know. I, I see boot camp as a as a, as a easy way to do it, you know, um, mm -hmm. and it it works. And I'm still playing on the Mac. And I wish, and then maybe you know, maybe you guys know there's a way to do this. But I wish there was some way to, when you buy a game on like Steam or something like that, and you buy a, a Windows, you you know, download the and play the Windows version. If there was a way to indicate that you're actually playing it on a mac but booted into windows you know some sort of an icon or something because i don't think that you know with all this going on i don't think the developers realize how many mac gamers are you know doing things like boot or having a second computer or giving up you know <clears throat> Maybe I'm wrong on that, but I'm wondering if there's some, you know, that would be something I would really like to see. Like, you know, I'm playing this game on a Mac or just even if just something that the developers would know, not necessarily sharing it with everybody in the world is which wouldn't be a bad idea. But more of a, you know, trying to let the you know developers know, look, I bought this game, but I'm playing it on a Mac, even though I'm running Windows. <laughs> yeah. So th something like that does not exist per se. Um, okay. The closest thing you can get is the fact that some Macs will have hardware that only exists on those Macs. So mm -hmm. when the Steam Steam does like the the general hardware survey where they gather yeah. information about which computers run, yeah. So even though your computer, if running through Bootcamp, will show up as a Windows PC in that survey, if you have any hardware that is exclusive to Macs, I mean, you could sort of say say that that is indicating yeah. that you're playing it on a Mac, but that's the, the best you can do there. Um, but it, something like the Radeon Pro 5700 XT that's in my iMac, um, it's similar to a commonly available PC GPU, but it is specifically a Mac GPU that only exists on the Mac. Um, right, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Right, if developers so that, you know, were paying attention, they could discern, oh, this is Mac hardware, you know, in the machine. Yes, but at the same time, I honestly think developers wouldn't care at that point because you are booted into Windows. So if they make the game available on Windows and you can boot into Windows, then clearly, if you care enough, you're going to play their game. So they don't need to spend the development effort. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's... Yeah. That's true, too, but I'm just saying, you know, I mean, you know, I wish, yeah, it, it would be nice to let them know that I'm actually doing that because maybe they would say, look, there's a market here, even though people are doing this, they might notice that there's numbers out there. And maybe there's not numbers. I don't know. I'm just assuming. I know I've been doing it for a while, but, um, you yeah. know, which, all, which lead, well, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say it's, it's sort of a, I don't want to say age old, but this is the kind of thing I was talking back when I actually was a journalist for real. Like that was my main job. 
that was in fact in 2014, so quite a while ago. Um, and these are the kinds of discussions I would have with Farrell and Aspire and other developers. Like it is, it's a double-edged sword. It's like both are true, and it really depends yes. on, th- on the developer's interest more than anything. Because like Casper, Ted was saying is also true. There could be more sales out there. But like Casper is saying, other developers look at it and go, "Well, they're already playing my game. Why bother?" You know, um, you know, they're playing my game through boot camp. So it's like, it's it's we as the Mac gamers or part Mac gamers or whatever um, wish for it, and some developers wish for it. Some de- developers are more accommodating or more broad minded or whatever the term might be, uh, or maybe they have some interest in pushing it just to more platforms, especially in some cases if that. Maybe the game also could be pushed onto iOS or iPad at least or something. Um, yeah, but definitely as we've seen in the last like five years, it's definitely been a slow, slow decline. And we have maybe a resurgence potentially with, with the games coming, starting with RE Village. It's hard to say, but I also agree it would be very nice if they would allow the booting on the chips. As Casper pointed out some episodes ago, it is technically possible. It's just not like legally allowed or whatever through all the licensing, correct? Um, so so what I was saying is that it it's technically possible for Windows to run on the CPU architecture. It is not currently possible for Windows to run natively with things like the GPU. Microsoft or Apple would have to make drivers to make that happen. Right. Um, right. Given that the Asahi Linux people can make... Uh, Linux work with Apple's GPU drivers without even, or not with Apple's, writing their own uh, <laughs> GPU drivers without having documentation for the GPU. I'm sure Microsoft and Apple could jointly figure something out there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's semi-technically possible to do out of the gate. Um, not entirely f- fully, but yeah. Um, legally, Apple Microsoft seems to have some deal with Qualcomm that exclude, excludes um Windows on ARM from running on anything but a Qualcomm CPU legally. But that's where, like, uh, parallels and uh, stuff, if you run Windows ARM version through that, you are technically not following the Windows terms of agreement, but parallels can't get in trouble for that because they're not the ones breaking the terms of agreement. You are, and I don't think you're going <laughs> to get in trouble with it either because they don't care. Uh, yeah, Lily, you're, you're not anyway. secretly like a military tech police, are you? Are you going to report us? <laughs> well, it's not like it's. It I, I don't think anyway. I'm. I don't think I'm smart enough for the cyber branch. <laughs> <laughs> but at least I'm not good enough with computers. I'll say that much. It's okay. You're a tank commander. You just you got you got the real hardware. Yeah, exactly. Look, if a computer is causing me a problem, I have a 120 millimeter tank can, and that'll that'll solve any problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, in conclusion, if you break the Microsoft terms of agreement, Lily's going to shoot you with a tank. <laughs> exactly. Get an alert every time one happens, and then I, I I'm just on my way, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Oh, yeah. that's good. <laughs> yeah, it's like it. It's a really, yeah, like, what is a, uh, what would a healthy Mac gaming ecosystem look like, the, like, in 2022 or now 2023 coming? You know, that's a very different discussion than it was, you know, five, ten years ago. Um, you know, so it's hard, I think, I think hard it, to say. It, I think this whole chicken and egg thing is just going to end up with uh, Apple needing to get the, getting the ball rolling. Mm. Um, and if, 
if what you're saying about like the sales of RE Village being high continue with No Man's Sky and Grid Legends that seem to be sponsored by Apple, mm. like if, if that continues, then yeah, maybe Apple are going to sponsor more uh, Mac port development in the future. And if that keeps happening, then that whole like developers going, well, there's no interest in Mac games because the Mac gamers don't buy games and the Mac gamers being like, we can't, there are no games. Like that's, that'll slowly evolve into more and more games being available because they get pushed by Apple putting money into it. Then the Mac gamers buy those games and developers see that there's an interest. I do think that's sort of the way out of that kind of rut that that it needs to come from the first party vendor in this case, Apple, at least to some degree. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Because Apple is really downplaying the game aspect for years and you know, I, I think they're part of the problem for what happened. And they, you know, and of course, they're always behind on the the gaming graphic routines and stuff like that. So um, I think it would be, they need to be the ones actually, you know, get the ball rolling and really push it if they really want to. So I would like to see that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, considering how... Um the the third party Mac Eco gaming the Mac third party Mac gaming developers have really fallen off other than Feral and even they've massively slowed down. Aspire's vanished into this Saber interactive sphere and then Saber was bought by someone else who might have been bought by someone else and they've just kinda of, <laughs> they're making stuff and then what was it? We discussed this on a previous episode. Their Star Wars game basically got canned and they got taken off the project and anyway, who knows what's going on with them. Um, yeah, so basically it needs like a jump start, like the battery's low, like we're trying to start the car, like someone's got to give it, give it a jump start or a, what is it? Those paddles you zap people with, um, you know, it needs like, yes, it needs like, I don't think the defibrillators work on cars. Well, (laughs) we're, let's pretend. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If you try it, you can try it. I'll stand a safe distance away and watch respectfully. (laughs) I was going to say, try it on your tank next time it has trouble starting. Um, No, I like my tank not being on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Which, funnily enough, my tank did catch on fire, so I I, I guess I'm just screwed either way. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, yeah, it just needs a jump start. It's kind of getting one, and we've discussed this before, but will it keep getting it? Like, it needs more than just these three games, honestly. Right. It's not sufficient. It's like, it's a, it's like an intake of, it's like, <gasps> okay, we get some air, but then, like, we need some more oxygen here, you know? Um, mm-hmm. someone's got to pump it in. Apple, Feral, someone else comes along, like, basically, and if they don't keep it up, it's just gonna, uh, sort of slowly exhale again, and then who knows, but... Once again, the hardware keeps getting better. You know, the silicon hardware continues to impress. It's really good. Mm. Uh, by the numbers, a lot of people are buying them. Uh, I think Casper, you mentioned some rumors um, of, what was it, M2 Pro or Max? Uh, yeah, maybe some leaks along. out for benchmarks for M2 Pro and M2 Max. Um, it's looking like, you know, expected difference from the M1 uh, Pro and Max, respectively, to M2 Pro and Max, just um i think it was like around 18 percent on the cpu per core uh two more cores i don't know if that performance or efficiency cores i'm guessing it's efficiency cores um and yeah i, I think it was a 30 percent gpu improvement nice. sort of expected yeah so 
yeah, basically we just need some more games. It's hard to complain about the hardware these days. Previously, yeah, like majority of Mac hardware was garbage, just straight up. You had to buy an expensive two to three thousand dollar machine to like run any game. Like I say, game. I mean like triple A games, not you know the indie stuff or you know, the uh, App Store stuff. Uh, I like generic App Store stuff. There are triple A games on the App Store, um, but that's not really true anymore. Now you can with more or less any silicon machine within reason. So yeah, basically just more games and we'll see what happens. 20, you know, I'm always an optimist. Um, and there are things, you know, coming down the pipe, with No Man's Sky could be like Ted saying, it's a great game. It's really popular. Um, that could be a big hit, could give these kind of devs more confidence, or maybe those devs when they make the next game, maybe they'll bring it along, you yeah. know, and so on. Um, so all, all very possible. Why am I? Yeah, and, and and now that you talk about Apple Silicon, I want I want to just point out something that's really cool um, in the emulated space. I, I mentioned very briefly before Ryujinx, this uh, Nintendo Switch emulator. If you run Ryujinx on Apple Silicon, uh, you can use the hypervisor framework, which means that instead of emulating the instruction set, because the Nintendo Switch is based on an ARM chip, it can just run the the actual instructions in the games without any translation. It'll still need to do some translation for GPU instructions and other hardware bits, but the CPU, it doesn't need to emulate. It just runs the code. It'll need to, emu- again, emulate like um, operating system calls, GPU hardware, all these other things, but the CPU bit, no emulation needed. It just runs the instructions. So running Nintendo Switch emulation and perhaps in the future, other emulated uh, systems that run on ARM chips will be excellent on Apple Silicon. And I can attest that there's in fact games uh, for the Nintendo Switch emulator that I have tested that only work on my MacBook and don't work on my Intel-based iMac because it's a different uh, emulation system. The iMac will have to emulate the instruction set and sometimes that's not perfect. Nice. Yeah, <clears throat> emulation's also gotten way better. You know, it, it's interesting if it could get to a point where that could kind of replace boot camp. You could just sort of run anything through parallels or crossover or directly with tinkering or something. Um, you know, there was a time that was sort of true with uh, Cider way back in the day. You could kind of just drop games into the wrapper and they would work. I messed around with it and I was just like, wow, mm. this works fine. No bugs, no issues, it runs great. Like, that tech went away when NVIDIA bought Trans Gaming, and then NVIDIA just killed it or whatever, or ignored it, whatever. It got absorbed, and they didn't put anything out with it, which is too bad because the last thing Trans Gaming announced was DirectX 12 support. And it's like, it's coming, and then NVIDIA bought them, and they'd vanished. So I was like, hey, wait, what? I think that was in 2015 or 16 or something. Yeah, I think 2016. Um, I thought it went away way earlier than that. might have been 2014. I had a blog post about it, um, but I'd have to go look that up. Because I reported on it, and then I reported on NVIDIA buying them. (laughs) I was like, wait, what? So, yeah, you know, it's odd. Um, There's tons, again, the possibility possibility spectrum of Mac gaming is really high. Possibility. The reality spectrum is a little more uh, tempered. (laughs) It's a little more like low middle. Um, But the possibility is really high, and the prospects are really high based on the hardware and what's coming down the pipe. So, basically, we just have to be optimistic and see what happens uh, and go from there. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Will it ever match PC gaming? Not unless there's like some sort of universal app parody like across the computer verse. 
like all apps there's just like one platform everybody runs and everything's released on it then we'd have parody <laughs> you know uh but you know until some sort of merging of uh mac and pc like some futuristic you know tech techno something or the other um that's something like that happen. or we just need to get majority market share or that yes <laughs> So yeah. <laughs> what we do is we hire Lily to go and crush all the PCs with her tank. Um, and then we'll automatically have more market share. What do you say? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> if you can line them up for me, then uh, yeah, I can make that happen. <laughs> as long as my PC isn't on that line. Well, no, you. of course. There's always exceptions for yeah, I'm, I'm selfish. Yeah, and that's you know you're the operator. You you get you get all the perks. You know. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. But it's also true. Mac market share is growing. You know. Yeah. iPad stuff is also growing. It's it's interesting. Again, possibility space really high. It just needs more time, more development. Some things are happening. Some things there's always something happening we don't know about. So it's all very interesting. Uh, can't be too pessimistic when there's still a lot of unknowns and a lot of possibility. If in another year we're still in this ex- having this exact same conversation and no changes, then I would say, okay, you could definitely lower your optimism and like enthusiasm and the possibility is like dropped way lower. Um, but I would be surprised if, you know, in the next six to 12 months, we don't see something of, you know, some life, some something of interest. You just reminded me of something when you talked about optimism. Hmm. Uh, and I want to get this in here before we finish up. Um, Unreal Engine, uh, I think it's Unreal Engine 5.1 that released recently. Um, it does not have official Apple Silicon support, but it does come with like um, source code instructions for building an Apple Silicon version. Hmm. So they are working on it. Hmm. And the Apple Silicon version that you can build yourself if you have a few hours to wait for it to compile. Um, it's buggy, very buggy. If you enable uh, like Loom, it'll crash instantly. Um, but Nanite sort of works, which at the initial release of Unreal Engine 5, neither Nanite or Lumen, which are these new uh, lighting and uh, geometry systems for Unreal Engine, neither of those worked on Mac at all regardless if it were Intel or Apple Silicon. Hmm. With 5.1, both Nanite and, and Lumen work on Intel, and Nanite seems to mostly work on Apple Silicon, where Lumen still needs some time. Interesting. Um, they, they do still occasionally crash on Intel, it seems, but the crash rate is very low, and it seems to be ironing out all the flaws. So, yeah, hmm. Unreal Engine is working on improving the Mac support and getting there with, with everything and basically nice. have an Apple Silicon build that runs, albeit buggy. Right. Solid. No, that is, that's, again, possibility space. Uh, Unreal Engine's super cool. Like, CD Projekt announced they're making all all their next-gen games all with Unreal Engine. It'll be Unreal Engine 5, of course. That means the next Cyberpunk game, not Phantom Liberty. They're making a whole new game, which I don't know if you read about that, Lily, but they said it will be like the fully realized cyberpunk game, like, you know, uh, it should have uh, been or whatever. Basically saying, like, we're not going to mess this one up. It'll have all the stuff we say, you know, we promised in the first one or whatever and didn't. And uh, <laughs> Well, yeah. I'll hold them to it. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, it's, if it's not what yeah. they promised, um, as we've established many times, I have a tank. <laughs> and I <know> <laughs> nice. I like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're making a Witcher 4 game um, that's being done. They're remastering the very first Witcher game, I think also in the Unreal Engine. Um, though, like a spinoff studio is doing that, not CG Project directly. I think it's some, some weird name, like Fools Can Fly or something. I don't know, some other studio. Um, and then they have like some unannounced IP or something in the works, all using Unreal Engine. So uh, famously, Witcher 3 never hit Mac, even though Witcher 1 and 2 did. Strangely, Witcher 2 first and Witcher 1 later. Um, yeah, you know, we'll see. We'll see. It's again all possibility. Um, I know there's, you know, mobile iOS or iPad games that, well, iPad is iOS. iPad OS is technically sort of the same thing, but not necessarily. Um, you know, use a lot of Unreal Engine also in their games. So hopefully it's not just like, yay, here's Unreal Engine 5 on Silicon, but it just runs on your iPad, you know. That has a silicon chip. Oh no, that that they they do a completely different <clears throat> rendering pipeline for a mobile platform ah. that already supports Apple Silicon. Okay, this was right. specifically Mac. Cool, I didn't know that. Great, Casper for the rest to the rescue. Um, yeah, so once again, more possibility. Um, yeah, I am super hyped for all things Cyberpunk and Witcher. Personally, I know Lily is as well. We're both long, huge fans of that, long-term fans. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, those games probably won't be out to like 2025 or 2026 or something because they just started development, but still, stuff to look it's forward to. something to look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. Something to look forward to. And Phantom Liberty, I'm also really looking forward to that, as you mentioned earlier. Um, let's see. Is there anything else in the notes? Oh, you mentioned, I just wanted to loop back to um, Fire, but two things um, you guys were talking about. One was Ted mentioned Hogwarts Legacy. Um, it's the number one wishlisted game on Steam right now. So, oh, oh, cool. you know, it doesn't win over the numbers on that, but you can go look at the top wish list and Hogwarts Legacy is number one right now. Um, so a ton of people are, you know, that's going to be huge unless it's some terrible game, but presumably it'll be a good game. Um, mm-hmm. I think the last Harry Potter game I played was some sort of Harry Potter Lego game like a long time ago. <laughs> like 2000, yeah. like 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, those were a thing. Yeah, I think uh, Tunser from IMG asked me to review it, and I was like, this isn't really my game, but you're asking me, okay, I'll review it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I gave it, you know, a good old good old try, and uh, honestly, I only played like half the game and then reviewed it. Shh, don't tell anyone. Um, <laughs> I, it just it wasn't for me. I couldn't play the whole thing, but I objectively experienced all the game's systems and, like, what it was doing so I could give it. I just bs my way through the rest of it. Um that's okay. That's the only game I did that for. <laughs> Everything else I fully played. But the point is, there's a ton of interest in Hogwarts Legacy. It'll probably be really cool. Uh, and Casper mentioned Firewatch. I also played that a couple of years ago. Uh, hugely enjoyed it. Really cool game. Uh, you mentioned playing it through with your girlfriend. So are you like both sitting at the computer and experiencing it? How are you going about that? Yeah, we're both sitting there and we're just like, um, whenever a choice comes up, we just rush to talk. Which one do you want? Which one do you want? Because <laughs> right. like, there's a time on both right. things. I was wondering, uh, yeah. yeah. And just like, uh, yeah, take turns and yeah. That that's cool. Of, um, yeah, it's not like quite as easy as say like one of those old Telltale games where you could kind of just sit there and like, oh, now you choose or you choose or something. But I can kind of, I can I can see how that would work. And it definitely is an experience game, especially the visuals and there's exploration. It'd actually be pretty cool to go through it with someone else sitting there and ooing and eyeing at yeah. all the or you know or the mystery that unfolds over the game is pretty fun uh brief but fun it's like a four to five hour game but really pretty cool for sure 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And I mean, it, it works well, but it has like, um, sometimes it cuts to black and it goes like new day. So if you do want to do it, like one person controls uh, one day, you can just change the control every day. Right, 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 right. For sure. That works. Um, I don't really have anything else to discuss. We talked about games we were playing, things we like, things we're looking forward to, more positive possibilities in the Mac gaming space. It's a little unfortunate that like No Man's Sky and uh, Grid didn't already release to kind of like, I guess they could release in the next, what, two weeks, December 14th as of this recording. Um, You know, it could still be this year, but, you know, people are, you know, also going on holiday break probably within a week or 10 days at the most, certainly within 10 days, that's Christmas Eve. Um, I don't expect either to release this year. I assume they'll be early next year, you know, sometime January, even February. Um, That's okay. Then you have, you know, start the the new year off some new quote-unquote Mac games. Um, Not new games, but new Mac games could be cool also. That works. Um, I also wonder maybe they're intentionally staggering the releases to not crowd like Resident Evil's Thunder, so to speak. If you dumped them all at once, well, then people might choose in terms of time or money. So it could even be an intentional, like, staggered sort of release schedule by Apple, for all we know. You know, they release every two to three months or something. Maybe probably three, within reason, you know. I'm just throwing that out there, but it's not. And, you know, I do know in the industry of entertainment, like, they, they stagger releases, even if they're ready. Because they don't want to get in the way of, like, other big games or get in each other's way or whatever. People, they do do that with the movies and games and whatnot, so... Maybe it's that, or they're not ready. That's also possible, but it could yep. be like an intentional release date adjustment. We'll see. Uh, uh, Lily, any any last questions, comments, or not questions, but comments or thoughts for this year, basically? No, not not particularly. I mean, these last few months, I've been absent. I've been unfortunately very busy, so I'm just trying to get my feet wet again and get back into it. Mm-hmm take whatever time i can where i can well i know we appreciate it our listeners will appreciate it i'm pretty sure historically all episodes with you on it have the most views so uh the most downloads because of me yeah i attribute it to you i mean i I am the most humble and also the best person here yeah (laughs) yeah truth uh casper how about you any outgoing comments before hiatus well, nothing but uh, happy Christmas and joyous New Year. <laughs> Woohoo! Nice, Mr. Ted. No, nothing really. Um, just hope for the future and keep hoping something will show up. So, we'll uh, see what we're happens. At. Keep on trucking. Keep on gaming. Yeah. Um, same for me. Uh, I'm actually going on a trip for five weeks after day after Christmas. So I'm literally out of country, mostly offline, other than a little couple emails or a little phone stuff. I won't be playing any games or anything. Um, but yeah, we'll resume in February with some uh, with some shows. Hopefully that'll give you know more time. You know, Maybe one of the new games will be out or more hardware drops or something. That'll also give us time. That's also one of the reasons our show frequency went down this year. It wasn't just scheduling. It's just, frankly, there was less things to talk about. Like I think we almost did twice as many shows last year as we did this year, or close to it. It was like 20-something to this year's like 12, you know? Um, it's just... Frankly, there was just way more to talk about in 2021 than there was 2022 for, like, Mac gaming and Mac gaming, gaming adjacent. Uh, we definitely had fun with some stuff like Cyberpunk Edge Runners Review, which I forgot to pull Lily into, like, mention this time. But I know she liked it a lot because I poked her on chat about it or on uh, message. Um, 
Yeah, you didn't leave me alone until I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did actually I straight up harassed her. Like, so when are you going to watch Edge Runners? Edge Runners, Edge Runners. Poke, 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 poke. <laughs> I was like, it's on the list. It's on the yeah. list. And eventually, after enough text, I was like, all right, fine. I'll move it up the list. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm glad you did. So, but yeah, phenomenal show, um, at least for cyberpunk fans. So good stuff there. And yeah, basically, happy, happy holidays, happy new year, happy Christmas, happy whatever your holiday is. Uh, some people make up their own holidays. Um, as my friend was pointing out, what was it called? The old show from Friends? They had a festival or something called, what is it? Fun something? F- funny this? I don't even know. They, instead of Christmas, they had their own like family holiday. I mean, it was made up. But in any case, yeah, have fun. Hope everyone gets to spend time with their friends or family and or loved ones or, um, you know, get to do fun stuff, eat good food. Uh, watch some fun shows or play some fun games and all that good stuff and we'll see everyone next year uh, in February after our hiatus so thanks for uh, listening everyone thanks for sticking with us in 2022 and we will be bringing more in 2023 so thanks for listening and have a good one bye 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 see you next year yep see y'all next year woohoo all right Thanks again, guys, for hopping on. And a special shout-out to Lily, who hopped in her car in the freezing winter to join uh-huh. the podcast. Um, yeah, really appreciate that a lot. Always love to have you on. So talk to you guys later. Yeah. All right, take care, guys. See, See you later. Bye-bye. Yep. Night. <laughs>